Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Fuji Love Podcast. This is the show that is all about the Fujifilm GFX and X-Series cameras and the photographers who use them. I'm your host, Mark Sadowski, and this show is brought to you by Fuji Love Magazine. For the latest and greatest in all things Fujifilm X-Series GFX, head on over to Fujilove.com. Joining me this week is a very special guest. He is Richie Rush, and he is the author and uh, maintainer, I guess, of the Fuji X Weekly blog. Uh, but more importantly, he is the maker and, I guess, maintainer as well <laughs> of the Fuji X Weekly Film Recipes app that you could find on iOS. And it's good for the iPad, the iPhone. And this is an amazing app where, one, it's free. And two, it's a great list of li uh, a library list of recipes for your own personal simulations. And it's not just limited to the Fuji X series recipes, but it delves into other recipes like Kodachrome, Portra, and all sorts of different Kodak uh, film simulations. Richie, it's great to have you on the show. Welcome, man. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, I'm so glad to be here and uh, honored to be on your show. It's uh, such a privilege to be able to speak to you and your audience. Dude, I, I, first of all, I got to thank you, my friend, because uh, prior to this, uh, your one of your recipes really enhanced one of the weddings that I photographed. Uh, a few years ago, and that is using a variation of one of the Kodachrome recipes that you have. And I was able to just give it a minor tweak. And man, it just, that, that film simulation was, it just, just fit that beautiful late fall day perfectly, giving it uh, that, that rustic feel, uh, uh, even more genuine rusticness to it. <laughs> That's really awesome. You know, I love to hear things like that, stories like that, where somebody used the recipe and it was very helpful to them, or even that they seasoned it to taste and made it a little adjustment and made it work for them in their photography. Absolutely. And so the, the awesome thing about this app is that uh, for us Fuji enthusiasts, uh, the, the film simulations is very passionate. I would say. Um, in fact, I think most recently with the up, uh, we, sorry, I'm stumbling on my words here. Uh, the XT3 recently had an update. Uh, I, I believe it was, what, what, what was it? Uh, in November, um, December? It's somewhere around that, there. We had that update where it, greatly improved the autofocus putting it on par with uh the xt4 and uh, i mean essentially it's the xt4 processor and speed wise the only difference is uh the, the flippy screen and a few other things yeah but uh, it doesn't have the ibis or a few of the jpeg right. options but it's mostly the same camera and that's what i was kind of getting at is uh because it didn't give you the um, 
what was it? The classic negative sim- yeah. uh, simulation. Uh, basically, all hell broke loose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you know, and and there was some rumors floating around and stuff in the early days when the when the X Pro three came out that the XT three and the XT thirty were also going to get the classic negative, and they never did. Yeah, Fuji never gave them that update. And so, and again, very vocal group of people that really enjoy the film simulations just really want to see it on the the previous cameras. And I think, I mean, I personally feel that this is an amazing way to bring that film simulation to your older cameras by playing around with these recipes that uh, you provide on uh, on this app. Yeah, and there's there's stuff for going all the way back to the uh, you know the X Trans One sensors, the XE One, X Pro One, XM One camera. You don't really hear talked about a lot. And yeah, uh, yeah, I just recently started making uh, X Trans One recipes because there was such a demand for it. People wanted them, and I used to have an X Trans. I used to have an XE One. A couple of them. You know, back in the day, that was my introduction to Fujifilm was the XE1. And I, back then, I didn't make recipes because I was mostly shooting raw. Yep. And, and I, I, the thought of creating JPEG recipes hadn't occurred to me. And um, so I never did. But there was just always these requests for those older cameras to have recipes that I started doing it very recently. So... Uh, before we get into uh, the the app itself, how what is your background in in, in film and how, what what is your process in creating these uh, formulas? Like, what kind of research do you do uh, in, in the older films, and how do you translate that to uh, to the digital side? Sure. So, um, my interest in photography was. Uh, it went back when I was much younger and I got a 110 camera for Christmas when I was little. Oh my God, those bricks. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but how old are you, man? Uh, oh, I'm, I'm 40. Oh, right on. So you and I are right in the same ballpark. Yeah. So, so we actually lived, <laughs> my dad was in the Navy and we traveled around all over and I actually lived on treasure Island in San Francisco. Um, okay. And from our house, you could see like the skyline of San Francisco. You could see the Alcatraz Island and all that stuff. It was amazing. And that's why I wanted to capture that. So that's why I asked for Christmas for, for a camera. And my parents got me a 110 camera. And that's where it kind of all started. But um, I took a trip uh, right after high school, uh, right after senior year in high school. I took a trip and I borrowed my dad's 35 millimeter Sears camera that he had and uh, took a whole bunch of pictures, went through a whole bunch of rolls of film. And when I got back from the trip, I developed them or I had them developed at a, you know, one hour photo lab and the results were just awful. They were terrible. (laughs) There was not, there was maybe a couple decent frames in the whole group. And so that uh, fall when I registered for college, I registered, I signed up for uh, photography 101 because I wanted to learn how to take a decent picture. And at yep. the time, that's all I was about. It's like, I just want to be able to take a decent picture. Um, and then kind of relating to all this, uh, I took a, my major initially was computer programming. And it's because everybody was telling me at that time, 
that, you know, if you want to be successful, you know, that's what you need to get into computers, computer programming. And I signed up, yep. uh, you know, re- you know, registered and put that as my major. And uh, one of the prerequisite classes that you had to take was it was called photography base or I'm sorry, computer basics. And um, it was very simple. It was like how to use Word, how to use PowerPoint and that kind of stuff. And, I remember those classes. Yeah. And and uh, I did not do well in that class at all. And I remember the final project was you had to make a very basic DOS program. And I couldn't do it. And I got an F on the project and I got like a C minus in the class. And, and that the very next, uh, in, the, in the spring, I changed my, uh, my major to uh, photography. So I was... That was uh that was that, and you know, and, and at the time I really loved photography and I loved writing, and uh, that's another passion of mine is writing, and that that comes together in the blog. I do both. Yep. But um, in those early days, you know, it was all about film, film photography, and you know, working in the lab and developing your own film and printing your own prints and you know the smell of the chemicals and all that kind of stuff and. And, uh, and, and it was right about that time that digital was first starting to come out. It was, it was pretty new. Yeah. And, and I didn't like it. I could, I could look at a picture that was a digital picture or tell it was digital. And, and, and it just, to me, looked awful. Right. I, I was a film purist for, for quite a while. And, um, and I, I didn't end up finishing my degree or anything like that. Um, you know, life happens and I end up joining the service and uh, go in a whole different direction, but I still love photography, and I and I still for you know ten years could tell a digital picture from a film picture just by looking at it and held out, and then finally, oh, it was probably twelve or so years ago, I finally was like, okay, it's time to get into digital, and uh, I, I actually my first digital camera was a Pentax, but um, okay, yeah, but you know I shot film for a lot of years, so I had a lot of experience with it. But, so the transition was pretty straightforward. Yeah. Well, except for in digital, you're having to start over. It's so much different. You I know. mean, do you, I mean, if, I think the early days um, was you, you didn't have as much give to the photos. Yes. There um, was, there was a lot smaller dynamic range. High yes. ISO just was terrible. I yep. remember, <laughs> I remember accidentally leaving my camera on uh, ISO 1600. You know, that Pentax camera. Oh, that is, and it, it was just ruined the pictures. I mean, it was <laughs> <laughs> six three hundred back then was a death sentence. That was yeah. like a nice, nice uh, snowfall, uh, more grain than a the bag of bread. <laughs> and, the, and the grain looked awful. You know, like yeah. we're, we're very fortunate with these Fujifilm cameras that the way that they program it, and I'm not exactly sure what they're doing in their programming it, but the way that they program it, it doesn't come across as this is. Uh, that, that, that this is a, a digital um, disturbance that, but it looks like grain. It actually yeah. kind of resembles silver grain, you know, from the film days. And I, and like I said, I don't know how they do it, but you know, I, I don't think it's like that necessarily in other brands. At least that's not been my experience. Every, yeah. Everybody's processing capabilities is, is vastly different. I mean, every, one of them have their own various charms, but I, to that yeah. point, I absolutely agree with you. The, the, there's, especially now with, with the later cameras that, that film, that, that film grain, that uh noise grain is uh, so much easier to uh, tolerate and, and leave in. Yeah. 
and and you know, fifteen years ago, you wouldn't have ever heard of anybody wanting to leave it in. You know. Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very different time back then. Yes, um, but I, mean, it, I, so, I, I, yeah, I felt like when I got that that got into digital photography that I was learning photography all over again. And it was, and it was, uh, you know, if I jumped in now, I probably wouldn't feel so much that same way, but, but then I definitely did. I mean, to some extent, while part of it, I imagine it would be frustrating the exploration of this new technology. I mean, you had the foresight to know that it was here to stay. Uh, and, uh, so the, knowing that you're relearning some uh, new technology must have been to some somewhat enjoyable. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was it was really neat to explore the different effects that you could easily apply. Yeah, um, you know, with software and, you already, and that kind of stuff. And you already had the the foresight into uh, making a great composition. And let's face it, that's that goes way above and beyond. Um, you, you know, putting you into a higher position than yeah. Some, so I uh, yeah, I understood like com- like I said, composition, exposure, you know, aperture and shutter speed and ISO, and I, I understood all of that stuff very well. And so that would give me a leg up on somebody who's just starting out and doesn't really know it, what any of that stuff does or is or how yeah. it affects the picture. You know, and so. What what was uh, some of the work that you did with with the photography back then? Well, um, like I said, my my career took off a whole different direction. Yeah, and uh, and so uh, mostly it was hobby. You know, um, I did try and start up a couple of photography businesses. You know, you know back way back when you know, I I tried to do some real estate photography, wedding portrait. Um, uh, had some stuff in a gallery and that kind of stuff, but it, it, it just never was successful. And part of that probably just was uh, poor business models, you know, not understanding the business side of thing that that's just as important as photography, you know, as being able to work your camera yeah, the business side of things. And I, I really didn't understand a lot of that back then. And so I didn't, I wasn't able to make like a career out of it. It was, it still remained mostly a hobby and maybe a little side income here and there. Yeah. And the early aughts were, I mean, that God, that transition period uh, allowed a lot of new people to come into the business and a lot of the traditional pay structures, so oh, to yeah. speak, just completely got decimated yeah like if you were able to get in with like a stock agency back then i mean that was you were set you know or at least it seemed that way but yeah now with you know microstock and all that stuff i mean those people are working really really hard to try and you know eke out a living on that i think totally and getting getting pennies for their for their pictures and i mean regular wedding photographers were getting beat up by people doing it oh yeah you know for yeah. for pennies on Craigslist and yeah, everybody was a photographer and everybody was a photographer. <laughs> if you had a camera, you were a photographer and you were doing weddings and portraits and, and and you know you would see people you know post these pictures online and praise how great it was. You look at it and be like, wow, that was not very good at all. Yeah, it's uh, it, yeah. Oh man, I don't miss those days. 
Uh, actually, you know what? Now that I think of it, let's, <laughs> we, uh, we, we don't have to be that nostalgic for it. No, um, no. It's a good time right now to be a photographer. It really is. Yeah. Um, so moving forward, uh, we, we go into, uh, so, so where, where do we find you, uh, photography wise and, and, uh, create the, the creation of Fuji X weekly. So, um, I had a different photography blog for a long time. It wasn't very successful. And, um, and then I got the Fuji XC one and then I got a Fujifilm X100F and, and that's really where Fuji X Weekly and creating film simulation recipes came from. I started, I actually, I, at the other blog, I, I, I quit it and said I was done with blogging. And then I just felt I had this need to share my pictures and share my writing. And I, I said, even if nobody comes, I want to, I want to do this. And yeah. I, that's actually what the original post first post says, if I'm going to do this, even if nobody comes and yep. it turns out lots of people came. But um, uh, I started making these recipes, and I, honestly, I don't even remember why it was called recipes. I don't remember where that term exactly came from. But well, actually, before we get into the the recipes, uh, why why Fujifilm? Uh, because you were Pentax well, before. Yeah, um, so I, I actually went with a lot of different brands. I, I started with Pentax. I. I was with Nikon for a little bit. Uh, yeah. Samsung, you remember they made cameras? Um, I do remember that. That oh man, that's yeah. I I had uh, Sony. Uh, the one of my favorites, but it was the one of the most frustrating, and, and it was probably actually what pushed me to want to do the JPEGs. Although that that that's a whole other story. But I had a Sigma DP2 Merrill. I don't know if you remember that camera at all it had the foveon three layer sensor in it yes okay i i don't remember the camera specifically but i do remember a lot of talk about the foveon yeah so at low iso it was absolutely phenomenal image quality that would come out of this unbelievable image quality yeah um, you couldn't get very high above base iso before it all started to fall apart but yep. but if you're at iso 100 man you could get some really good pictures uh but the, you, you had to shoot raw. I mean, it, it was able JPEG, but the JPEGs are terrible. You had to shoot raw, and you had to use their software to to at least get it to where you could have it, like a TIFF, and then bring yep. it into another program to finish it up. And their software was horribly slow, and it would take 30, 40 minutes to, to finish one exposure from that camera. Oh, God. Yeah, wow. so, I mean, it was... Once you got a finished picture, it was beautiful, and it was lovely, and it was wonderful, but to get to that point oh just took so long. It took so much of my, my time. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, a little bit later on when I did get in the Fujifilm, you know, and I, and I discovered that the JPEGs were pretty good. I was like, well, you know, I don't want to spend 30, 40 minutes, you know, getting one picture. Of course, most cameras aren't that way, but um, at the time that I was putting into editing the pictures, I felt I could get, claim that time back. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that that really pushed me forward into into creating some of these these recipes. But uh, but that was kind of my journey to Fujifilm. I I, I always wanted to try the, the X Trans. I'd see them in the magazines, and and I was just really drawn to the look of the camera, the look of the pictures, and and um, yeah, that the XE one. I did. I got it used, 
I didn't get it brand mm-hmm. new when it came out, but uh, but I got that camera and just really loved it. And uh, and then you know got the X one hundred F when it came out a little while later. And the X one hundred F is a lot of people's favorites. I mean, that's one of Kevin Mullen's favorite yeah, cameras. It's such a great camera. I mean, it's it's so wonderful. And I have the X one hundred V now. Um, I don't have the X one hundred F anymore, but um, yeah, I just that that x100 series just is just so phenomenal like 90 percent of my pictures i use that camera yep i I, that is probably one of the best investments i made uh last year uh right at the start of the pandemic uh, and and people always ask me um you know should i get the x100 v or f or or you know whichever one or should I get like the the XT3 or XT30 or or whichever other interchangeable lens camera? And and I always say that you will never regret getting like the X100 series, X100F or V or whichever one. Yeah. But you also need an interchangeable option as well. So make sure you have an interchangeable option and and just get that X100 series and you'll just love it. The X100 is a great introductory camera. It, yeah. it is, if you're looking to uh, really test out the series, it's an all-in-one uh, package where, you know, you could just up and run from that or run with that or, and, and then expand from there, or you could put it down if it's not your cup of tea. Yeah. And you don't have to buy a whole system. You don't have to buy a whole bunch of lenses. You yeah. know, you can see if you like it. And then, you know, if you do, then go ahead and get you know, XT4 or whatever camera you want. Yeah. And so with the XE1, surprisingly, I, the, the XE1 is the only Fuji camera that I've actually hated. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. It's, it, it was uh, way too slow for, for, for me. And I, I just had such a bad experience with, I with think, that camera. I think when it came out and I, and this was before I got it, but what I learned about it was that when it came out, it was really awful. And they did a whole bunch of firmware updates. And by yeah. the time I got it, they had fixed a lot of those problems. Yes. I, I tried it out like on one of the first days. Um, rented it, actually. I never bought it. Uh, but again, that's ancient history. Um, but you, you know what? That's that's awesome that it, that it worked for you. And uh, what was your first lens with the XE1? Oh, it was the eighteen fifty five? I think is what it is uh, the f two point eight f four. Yeah, the very and that's such a great little kit lens. You can get away with just using that, not having primes. But but I prefer primes. I, I actually like to use uh, vintage lenses. Use it okay an adapter and get old lenses, and I do that a lot. Nice. Which one's one of your favorites that you used? Oh, so my favorite, and I and I especially like this for whatever reason with the XT1 and I don't mm-hmm. know I don't know why but that that combination seems to be especially special but it's a uh it's a uh Asahi Pentax 110 uh 50 millimeter lens so oh, wow. so Pentax made very briefly in like the early 80s they made like an interchangeable lens 110 camera 110 film camera and the yep. and the lenses are super tiny and uh, I got I got some of these lenses, and uh, you can get an adapter and put it on your camera. And the lenses are like comically small when put on the camera. It's it's actually 
shocking that it actually works and covers the sensor and so forth. Yeah. But the 50 millimeter, for whatever reason, I, I find that lens to be special and I like to put it on the X-T1 and that's, it, it's, it's really a great combination that produces magical results. So what would, I mean, I'm going to ask you to describe it on an audio podcast, <laughs> uh, but uh, what, what, what is the, that specialness? Like what, what does it do to the photos in particular? I think it's like the quality of the, the out of focus. I think it's uh, the, the way it renders colors, the, the, the micro contrast of it, uh, the way lens flares in it, uh, things like that. It's got this really cool rainbow lens flare that uh, will it'll put like literally the like like a rainbow with the different colors like around in a circle. Oh, so if, you get, cool. if you get the sun at just the right, you know, angle to it, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, do you, by, by the way, um, anybody who's uh, listening right now uh, should head on over to Fuji X Weekly to check out some of the, the, the formulas or uh, we could, we'll, we'll get right into the app in just a minute. But is there an Instagram that people could follow along with some of the photos that you've taken? Yes, it's uh, at Fuji X Weekly on instagram right on yeah so everybody should check it out and uh join the join the fun and check out some of these amazing photos um and and so the 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 film stimulation modes um in in fujifilm as you're uh using the system for the first time uh just inspired you to to do a little bit of creation of, of your own so what happened was, is uh, I noticed that after fiddling with the raw images out of my uh, X100F and getting them to look how I wanted them to look, I would look at the JPEG because uh, I had it set to raw plus JPEG when I, when yep. I first got it. And I noticed that the, the JPEG and the, and the raw picture that I spent all that time editing didn't look that much dissimilar to each other. Yeah. So um, I was basically spending all this time to recreate the JPEG, not on purpose, but that's just what it was happening. So I thought, yep. well, maybe I can get the JPEG to look how I want it right out of the camera by making a few adjustments. And so I started doing that. I started, uh, my first two were with classic Chrome and the Acros and, uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, really love the results. And, and so I published them on what was then the brand new Fuji X weekly website. And, it, you know, it just kind of took off from there and people you know, I got a lot of great feedback from it and people were telling me they were using it and people were coming and sharing, you know, the, web, the articles on their Facebook accounts and so forth. And, um, yeah, it just kind of took off. And, and so I saw that there was, people were using it and enjoying it and it was helping them. So I thought, well, let's make some more, you know, let's see what else I can do. And, um, the first one that was actually based off of a film, you know, a film look was actually a vintage Kodachrome which is for X-Trans 3 cameras. Yep. And um, I did that on the X100F, and, and that was kind of the the initial creation of it was kind of by accident. I was just fiddling with the settings, seeing what I could do, and I was like, wow, this kind of looks like my, you know, the old classic Kodachrome pictures that you see in the old magazines, the old Arizona highways, or... Um, yeah. So... Um, my, I have my grandpa's uh, old slides, and they're uh, sitting in a box. And some of these are from the 50s and so forth. And 
I, I pulled some of those out and I took a look at them and I started comparing it to what I was to the settings I had made and I made a few adjustments to those settings to try and get it a little bit closer. And then I published that. And of course that that's one of the more popular film simulation recipes. The vintage Kodachrome is, you know what? I think that's the one that uh, I, I used for that uh, wedding that, that I showed you uh, prior to the show. Yeah. That's uh, what it looked like. That's what I, what I thought it was when I viewed them. Oh my God. I, that, that was, that was nice. That that was a great formula, and and again, what what I love about it is that um, it. I mean, the the instructions are very simple, straightforward, and you can adjust it accordingly to to what you need to do. I think yep. season I, to I, taste. That's what I like to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think I what I did differently was I think the white balance. Uh, I didn't have it as. Uh, strong to the warmer tones that I, I think I left that a little bit uh, on the lower side because uh, the, the, the fall wedding that I was photographing was, I mean, the background was already like crazy warm tones. I'm like, yeah. oh, that doesn't need any help. <laughs> and that's one of the things about shooting JPEG is you have to make sure you get everything right in the field and um, take that extra time. And make an adjustment. Like if you you take a test picture and you see that it doesn't quite look right, you can you can adjust the white balance shift a little bit or highlights or shadows to make it work for that scene that you're you're photographing. You don't have to follow the recipe rigidly. You know you can customize it, make little adjustments for whatever it is that you're photographing. Yeah. And so, with the popularity of um, the, the the recipes. Uh, where did you go from there on the uh, on your site? So it it all kind of just continued to grow and build, and then uh, Fuji Rumors picked up on it. Um, that that other Fujifilm website, and uh, and they're of course a lot bigger than me. So a lot of people came from that, and then people started making YouTube videos and and sharing articles. People with their own blogs saying, "Look at these pictures I took, and this is the." recipe I used for it. So it all just continued to grow. And then my wife had said, you know, you really should make an app for this. This seems like it would be great for an app. And I thought, well, yeah, that's great, but apps aren't cheap to make. And I certainly don't have the, you know, I told you my, my uh, computer class did not go well. And I'm not, uh, I'm not really a person that does well with uh, technology necessarily. Um, And, uh, and then some people reached out to me and said, you know, you know, we think it would be a great idea for an app, you know, so they reached out to me, but just didn't work out. Things didn't work out. And then finally, um, it just happens that, uh, I got, um, I got, uh, somebody messaged me and said, I am an app developer. I used to work for Apple, but now I have my own business and I want to partner with you and create an app. And, and so he did a lot of, uh, the work and, I did some of the work, you know, to, to get everything ready for that. But he was the one who put a lot of it together, stuff I could never have done. Yeah. Um, his name is Sahand, and he's just amazing at what he does. And right now we're working on – we have the, I, the Apple iOS app for the iPhone and iPad. And if you have the newest Macs, you can actually use it on your computer. Um, yep. But but we're working on the Android one, and we're going to get that out here really soon. Hopefully in the next few weeks. Hopefully sooner than that. 
And a lot of people have been asking for that and it's coming and it's almost there. It's almost done. And then after that, we're going to update the app because there's some great features and stuff that we want to add and make the app even better. So that's, that's also coming down the road. That's awesome. And again, the, the app is free. Um, there is, um, and the cool thing is that, uh, when, when you see free and, uh, offers in-app purchases, usually that's kind of like, a uh, you know, micro transactions and all that yeah. stuff, but really all it is, is a link to your Patreon for, uh, if, if you're interested in supporting you and your, uh, projects to, to just subscribe via Patreon. Yeah. So that, uh, I wanted it to be free cause you know, first of all, I'm trying to be helpful. You know, I want to be helpful to yeah. other photographers. So many people have been helpful to me over the years. So it's a way for me to give back and I love to do it. And I love to create these recipes and I just want those to be available to everybody to use. Hopefully it's helpful to their photography. And so I also didn't want there to be ads in the, in the app because I didn't want it to be a case where the people using the app is now the product. Yes. Right. So, so I, I didn't want there to be ads and I wanted it to be free, but there's a real expense to not only creating the app, but maintaining the app. Every time somebody uses the app, believe it or not, there's actually a very tiny fee that I have to pay. And, um, yeah. So, so I couldn't make it totally free. So, what I wanted it to be was, um, people who want to support what's going on and what I'm doing for them to be able to support it and financially. So that's where the patron idea came from. So you become a patron and that helps me, helps pay the the bills, helps with some future things that are in the works that are going to come out hopefully later this year. And none of that is possible without the people financially supporting it. And, and as a reward for doing that, becoming a patron, uh, some different things in the app open up. They get access to being able to filter and favorite and early access to some new recipes as a reward. That's awesome. So, and so yeah, it's free for, it's free for everybody. And I hope that the people are using it for free. It's a really good tool for them. I hope that they're getting a lot of good use out of it. And I also appreciate those that are financially supporting what's going on because really they're the ones that are making all of this happen. And it's only 20 and all you're asking for is uh uh, if you do decide to to support, uh, it's only twenty bucks a year, and that that is that is just one movie. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's a couple, one movie a year. You know, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's not a lot. You know, there's been, you know, some people have said, well, you don't really get a lot for twenty bucks, but I think what what it is is you're supporting what's happening. You know, you're supporting what's happening, and like. The, to have this reference guide um, at your side uh, at, at any given moment when you're out in the field is priceless. Uh, this is something that, uh, you know, during some of the the weddings that I was photographing, uh, thinking of, you know, something like this would be perfect. And, and uh, being able to just pull out the phone and just reference it. And it, it's great that it also works offline. Like once yes. you, if you download the app and then open it up after that, it will, it'll work offline. And I've been in some places where I'm outside of the access of internet. There's no cell coverage. There's no Wi-Fi. 
but I was still able to pull up the recipe that I wanted to use and program it in. Totally. So it's been helpful and to me too. I, I use the app. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not just the president. I'm also. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I find, I find it useful for myself. So, uh, you know, I know other people are probably finding it useful too. Totally. And uh, so, yeah, go ahead and check it out. Uh, if you are on iOS, just do a search for Fuji X weekly. Um, and that will do, uh, that, that'll bring it up. It's called Fuji X weekly film recipes. And, uh, like I, I mean, from my personal use, uh, this is, this is amazing. Uh, if you, if you want, uh, classic negative on, on, on your, uh, X-T1, X-T2, uh, and older cameras, you know, this is the place to do it, uh, it, to, to get some great variations of, uh, Kodachrome, Portra, uh, and other variations of uh, Velvia, like uh, expired Velvia, is one of the cooler <laughs> ones. Um, it, it's it's really awesome to do some exploration, and uh, it, it might help you on those days where uh, creativity is uh, hard to come by, and maybe giving yourself this kind of challenge will invigorate uh your photography and uh it, it'll take uh make photographing that 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 jar of flowers uh, or or marbles or whatever it is and, and bring it to a whole new whole new light so to speak so yeah, there's a lot of fun things you can do with it as well uh challenge yourself to to you know pick a setting and then take 24 36 exposures like as, as if it was a roll of film before you change it, um, I found if you have a, a two um, megabyte SD card, like the really the ones that don't have very much memory on them, yes, uh, you might have some lying around um, from the olden days. Uh, but if you if you shoot RAW plus JPEG, and um, I, I think it's about twenty four exposures that'll fit on it. And so you could use that like it's a roll of film. You know, once your memory That's card is full, you're, you're done. <laughs> yeah. So there's things uh, I, I thought it would be fun is if you, you know, somehow could, you picked a random recipe, just very randomly, like close your eyes or something, and then force yourself to use that. You know, that could be a fun, like, especially if you had like a group of people, if you all kind of picked something randomly, that, that, that could be a fun challenge. Oh, man, I can't wait till, uh, I mean, we're, right now it's January and. Uh, we we still have uh, a lot of restrictions yes. in place. Yes, uh, but man, w- once once everyone gets their shots, I I can't wait to go out and do some uh, cool photo walks because that's exactly what I have in mind is to uh, do some of these challenges. Yeah, and uh, and I'm hoping that in a future update in the app that some of this stuff can be incorporated into the app where the app will actually maybe randomly pick that recipe for you. You know, I think that would be fun. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So, man, this has been a, a great talk. Um, Richie, tell the world where they can find you on the web and um, where they can find your app one more time. Yeah, so it's FujiXWeekly.com, or if you just want to Google FujiXWeekly, it'll be usually one of the first ones that pop up um, on Instagram at Fuji X weekly. You can find uh, Fuji X weekly also on Facebook. That's, that's a fairly new thing. 
and uh, in the iOS app store, the, you can find it, find me there. And uh, I just appreciate everybody who has downloaded the app, who comes to the website, who's listening to this podcast now. And I, I just want to say a big thank you to everybody. Uh, I appreciate all of your guys' support. And I appreciate you, Mark, for having me on. Dude, I appreciate you for taking, you know, taking the time and doing your various tests and sharing these recipes with the with, with the world. And there's um, and there's always more coming. I I have several on my cameras, and we never really talked a lot about cameras. <laughs> oh, we're, we're, we'll get there. We we you know what I I, I got to bring you back, and yeah. uh, we could talk shop because uh, I think for the next round of Fuji cameras, this is going to be this is going to be big. Yeah. Uh, and we're recording right before, right before the, I, I think the January twenty seventh, yeah, announcement. The XE four oh. and the the GFX, what is it, one hundred S, I think. Yeah, that's man, the XE four. That's um... <laughs> yeah, and I I, I want to get that camera so badly, and um, yeah, it, supposedly it's going to have a new film simulation on it. Yeah, and, and I'm hoping it also has the ones that they put on the XT four. Like the 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 uh, Eterna bleach bypass. I, yes, I, I hope it has that. You know, I hope it has some of the different JPEG options that are on just the very newest cameras. I hope those are also included in there, and they should be. I would think they would be. You know what? We'll, we'll after that, you will we'll have to do a, a, a nice uh, breakdown of all the all the goodies that came from that from that announcement. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll, we may bring you back sooner to talk. About okay. It. Yeah. I'm up for it. Awesome. Very good. And again, everybody uh, check out Fuji X weekly's film recipes on iOS coming soon to Android. And uh, it, I mean, it, I personally use the formulas uh, and now it's uh, proudly sitting next to the Fuji film. Your app is right next to the camera remote and, instex share uh apps and, and uh, by the way of those apps the fuji x weekly one is the best you know of course <laughs> <laughs> it'll definitely see more use yeah. right now well, ho- hopefully uh you know fujifilm can improve their their app their their app's not especially good but um hey fujifilm if you're listening you know give me a call you know but <laughs> i mean geez uh. <laughs> <laughs> There, I mean, at least the apps work. Sort of, kind of. <laughs> you know, one, one thing I found, and I, I know we're trying to end here, but um, this might be helpful to some people, is if you don't, if you turn the Bluetooth part of uh, the app, uh, you know, instead of pairing it with Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, just pair it with Wi-Fi, and it seems to run better. I mean, I know that's not ideal, but if you're having trouble with the app, with the Fujifilm app, the remote app, then maybe try that and that might work better for you. I sure. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. I I've tried and at the very least I am so glad that at least the camera can talk pretty well to the Instax printer and that's ultimately all yeah. I care about. Yeah. I, I don't really send anything to the phone anymore. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, hey, you can't win it all. No. Great camera system. The app. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> but there's time. They can there's always time. make it better. There's I hope time. they do. There you go. 
again, Richie, it was awesome having you on and um, you, we'll, we'll bring you back and uh, we'll, we'll talk more about uh, cool futures and uh, cool cameras. Yeah. There's so much more to talk about. And I, I, I'm looking forward to being back on your show. Right on man. 2021. I um, knock on wood. Knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Great talk to you.